but any of our opinions, you can go fuck yourself because there are opinions and nobody's <laughs> going to take us. Nobody's going to take my opinions away from me. Hello and welcome to Entry Time Podcast. I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. And we're both a lot better today. Thank fuck. Than what we were last week. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Could you imagine like another three weeks of just sitting in the house doing fuck all? Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly losing my mind at the minute because I mean, January's always grim anyway. So you kind of get out. Oh, yeah. Get to walk the dog. But it's nice to be able to get outside again after uh, two weeks. I'm saying that now. Like I have to go back to work tomorrow. So that could be horrendous. Ah, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, no, that isn't good. Uh, well, I can breathe again, but uh, I also got a. Uh, I've been in hospital again because uh, I had a what uh, what a carbuncular infection yeah. or some shit like that. It's never it's uh, never a cool sporting injury with, with me and you. It's never something cool. No, it's always like your blood is poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, a bunch of stuff has happened uh, since last time recorded. And um, did you hear this? Uh, James Harden has moved. From the New York or the New York uh, Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets, the, um, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, so it's like three of the best players of all time in one team, which is just like if they don't win the championship this year, I don't know. Just to why. clarify, Brooklyn or Jay Z's team is not the one. Uh, could be, yeah. I'm not quite sure. I know uh, um, Steve Nash, the old Canadian basketball player who played for Phoenix Suns, the Dallas Mavericks, and the LA Lakers. Um, he's the coach of it now, so that's what he's doing. And I genuinely do hope they win something. Um, just because... a lot of, it's a lot of cash. Like Durant was was he on that team? Uh, who was I talking about? The French player last week. He was Durant was on that team with him. Tony Spurs, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, he Tony Spurs. Yeah. yeah, but. Um, no, that's pretty mad. Is this? Uh, do they have like a January transfer system in basketball the same way we do have in football? Or what, why did this no, come they, about? No, you, you can make trades the majority of the season until the trade deadline day, which is normally a month or two before the playoffs start. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, people, you can literally start the, start the season with like one of the shittest teams in the league and finish up with like a quality side who's contender, who's contending for the playoffs. I mean, like, it doesn't happen every season, but it can. It does have the potential to do that, yeah. which is, it's it's kind of, it's the nice aspect of the NBA rather than, you know, just going like, oh, yeah, this one team has the monopoly on everything that the Nets and uh, notoriously the LA Lakers have. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, pans out. Hopefully, we'll be able to do a longer um, kind of look at the NBA as a whole, maybe with Mick or something coming up in the future. I was but, definitely going to um, say we should definitely get Mick because my yeah. NBA knowledge is nowhere near as good as any of the other American sports. So we need to get somebody on who knows what they're on about. And then occasionally I can just go, fuck, I, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, to be fair, out of all the American sports is probably the one I know least about. Uh, and ironically, I'm named after Michael Jordan. Crazy. Actually, right? did your dad just tell you yeah. that you can stop sound cool? No, no, no. Uh, my dad and my mom went to Miami to uh, for their honeymoon uh, and then on to like Barbados or something like that. Uh, so um, they saw like a Miami Heat against Chicago Bulls game and uh, Michael Jordan was playing. 
and apparently that was one of his like seriously good performances like individual performances so he uh, was like okay my first son is going to be called Jordan in honor of Michael Jordan Jesus. I had two brothers I had two older brothers so I think he just forgot and then he was like oh shit yeah no this one's called Jordan <laughs> I feel like he probably so, wanted to call you Jordan and your mom was like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> probably probably but uh yeah so I, I definitely need to uh play a lot more uh, NBA 2k21 when it comes out or no yeah it's out yeah 2k21 yeah see dude you're, uh, you're like me you're you're a third kid the same as I am so basically what happens is like there's a big deal put into the first two and then oh fuck there's another one not get away like I, I said to my mom one time I was like why am I called Darren and she was just like I don't know it was a popular name at the time I was like sweet <laughs> sweet that's that's great thanks cheers man that was the fashion at the time. Yeah, um, you see, it. the weird thing is, uh, I've always been the baby of the bunch, even though, so like I had an elder brother that I never got to meet because he died before I was born. So my brother has got the the kind of um, the mental scarring of being not only the middle child, but also subsequently the oldest child. Yeah. <laughs> so like he's got chips on both shoulders, like it's mental. Yeah, you're like, you're both things now. You're like, how can you be both? You're like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> Jesus. You what else? Any, any other sporting news before we go into our, our roundup for the week? Uh, well, basically, uh, just uh, going over it is the uh, very interesting kind of matchup between um, Drew Brees and Tom Brady um, being like two of the oldest quarterbacks still playing um, to... I'm, I'm going to say it, Super Bowl contenders in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Um, they're playing each other tonight in the uh, final game of oh. the semifinals. Of the, is that like, is that like uh, the 1 a.m. game? That's the later yeah, game? Yeah that's, yeah, that's the latest game. Um, and no, actually, I think it's on half 11. Uh, I could be mistaken, but uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out. So it's like two pensioners just like, I don't know, squabbling over a ring. Uh, it's kind of like if you go down to cash converters at like half day on a Tuesday. <laughs> is this like is this like if somebody gets sacked, there might be a broken hip involved? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, it's like whoever doesn't win this game probably won't be back next season. <laughs> it's, so, it's like a celebrity death match when you think about it. Like, yeah, is Brady on? A, is he on like a pay to play kind of? Is he just doing a year at a time, or what's how's he working? Is because uh, I'm not quite left. sure what kind of contract he's on, but. My God, his throwing arm has, like, in the past about five years, if anything, it's gotten better than when he was, like, winning the original Super Bowls with New England, yeah. which is crazy to say. He's like a fine wine, as much as I hate that saying. He just, he's, get you know, getting better with age. And obviously, politically, he's probably someone I don't agree with on uh, loads of different things. And with the uh, when he was with the Patriots, I was like, there's not a team I hate more than the Patriots, even though... Um, I'm a great fan of most Boston sports. I just cannot stand the Patriots with Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady at the helm. And I'm looking at the Buccaneers going like, was it the Patriots or was it Tom Brady? Well, that's the argument this and year. And the fact that, well, the fact that the Patriots are no longer in it would suggest it might be Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, another wee bit of news just before um, uh, we move on to uh, the, uh, this week in sport. Uh, Bill Belichick was given the, uh, the I'm not sure what the title was. I think it was Medal, uh, Medal of Honor. Um, uh, a, no, the Congressional White House 
uh, medal from Donald Trump, and he has turned it down. Oh, is this something that like uh, President Trump was handing out before he leaves? Because I know there's been like subsequent. Uh, there's been teams who have refused to go meet him, which is traditionally something mm-hmm. that championship winning teams do. Like of you course, win the yeah. NBA finals, you go beat the president. Um, mm-hmm. But I know like the US women's soccer team, they turned him down when they won the World Cup. Yeah. Um, so Bill Belichick turns down the presidential medal of freedom mm-hmm. uh, for uh, uh, being uh, given to him by Donald Trump. And uh, politically speaking, uh, Bill Belichick is uh, would be a conservative kind of person. But I think he's looking at it. They described it great on the uh, NFL show last night on BBC, the way um, the current climate is right now that uh, it's very important for uh, different aspects of the NHL, not just political, but also uh, for your team to kind of try and keep it as apolitical as possible. Okay. Not in the terms of, like, I'm not I'm not counting the whole taking the Black Lives Matter, Colin Kaepernick thing as a political stance, just because it's, it, it's just common sense that, you know, <laughs> uh, Black Lives Matter, so then you're looking at it going like it's not political and like if you look at any comment section it's blowing up at the minute between going like oh yeah it's fine when they uh, they take a political stance you know taking the knee but uh you know bill belichick can't accept the medal that he got from donald trump i was like it's it's not the same it's just not the same so i i think um personally bill belichick i think that was a good move on his behalf um, it may be like if it was up to him, he probably would have taken it. But uh, he kind of like, I don't know, stuck his finger in the hole of the um, NFL, took the temperature and was like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> you know, what an fucking smart luck. He's very smart. Uh, so far, I play Bill Belichick. Uh, we move on to this week in sport. This week in sport. This week in sport. Uh, so starting off this week, we'll start off on Monday the 11th. Um, it was uh, the FA Cup round. Stockport uh, were playing West Ham. And I'm proud to say I did not screw West Ham over with my prediction that they would win. But that being said, it was not convincing. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened was, uh, I know you and I, when we talk on the podcast, but we also text each other quite a bit privately. And you were like, yeah, I'd love to say that obviously, 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 you know, on the team sheet, West Ham should beat a Stockport or should beat anybody oh, yeah. from the lower division. But you've mm-hmm. uh, what was the the match you referenced? Was it the Nottingham Forest match you referenced? Nottingham Forest, yeah, yeah. I, I I've I've seen it happen before. I don't want it to happen again. So I'm very tentative to cover my tracks when I say West Ham are going to do good in any cup competition. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was one nil. Uh, I watched the game. It wasn't uh, wasn't anything to write home about, but uh, you know we're on to the next round. Uh, we've drawn Doncaster, which uh, hope <laughs> saying it again. Hopefully another win, but uh, we'll see. Uh, moving on to Tuesday, uh, it has to be the pick of the bunch. Surely Man United uh, were at Turf Moor against Burnley. Do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, one 0 Look, nothing, absolutely nothing glamorous as we continue to grind out results. Um, yeah. But no, it was good. Uh, Burnley are... I didn't realise they were as far down the table as they were. I, I kind of always Ooh, have yeah. in my head that Burnley are a really hard team to beat. But yeah. they're, they're our end of the table at the minute. They're uh, they're above the relegation zone at present, but uh, they're not making life easier for themselves. I think they've got a couple of tight games coming up. 
Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a couple of those uh, six-pointer kind of couple of games. Yeah, down in the end of the league. But uh, no, good to see 1-0 uh, got out of the fucking road and uh, it set up nicely. I think it would have been an absolute... Uh, if United had maybe got a draw or lost that game, it would have probably affected them a lot psychologically going into today's game oh, yeah. against yeah. Liverpool, which we will talk about later on. But yeah, <laughs> we, we went to Wednesday and Sheffield United won a game. Yeah, Sheffield United beat Newcastle yeah. uh, 1-0, which uh, this was on Tuesday. Yes, that was on. Sorry, that was Wednesday. Was it Tuesday? Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, that was Tuesday yeah. night. That was the later game, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Newcastle got a man sent off. Uh, Sheffield United scored a goal and then panicked for the remainder of the game but held out so hey that's how you do it you just panic uh billy shard getting the penalty man <laughs> i i honestly don't know about sheffield like do you reckon they're going to do like worse than derby county it's uh I, it's I, not looking I likely that it. they're going to get it's not looking likely that they're going to get another 11 points between now and yeah like, i think they, they, like they need two wins just to catch the next team up never mind get out of relegations only yeah, well, at the minute, they're sitting, like, dead bottom. They played 19, uh, and they have five points. Five points from 19 games. Yeah, two two draws and a win, I believe. So, it's uh, not going well. And absolutely, I think we've mentioned this 15 times in this podcast, I can't figure out why, because last year, they yeah. were a fucking inspirational championship. Do not, you know, do or die, great team. I don't know what's happened. I, I just don't get it. Uh, at all. Uh, moving on to Wednesday now. Uh, we Man City won at Brighton, but the the game just to glance over uh, the Tottenham Fulham game, which apparently wasn't announced until Monday. Yes, or, or it's like Sunday or Monday. It's one of those two, which is uh, like cro- cro- I don't know because we we said before about Jurgen Klopp complaining about um, games being so close together and stuff like that, and just because obviously the current climate that we're in. Um, and I don't know. I actually think I might take back what I said earlier about, you know, they're professional football players and they should just fuck up and play. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like just to be told like a day or two in advance that, oh, yeah, you've got a game and it's against one of the and I'm speaking in terms of Fulham here. If you're if you're Tottenham, you got like sweet three points sorted. Um, but if you're Fulham, you're like, OK, we're we're trying to survive here in the premiership. We've been given a game on two days notice uh, going up against Jose Mourinho, one of the best managers in the world, against Tottenham with Human Son and Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, loads of decent, decent players. And you're just like, oh, this is not fair. Yeah, this that's true as well. And I know you I know you have to eventually play them. And that's that's a hundred percent fair. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying straight, you know, with that little notice, you're just gonna like, come on. You know, I mean you have to play them anyway, and then I mean at that point, like Fulham are trying to survive. Tottenham are still chasing. And then, like, mm-hmm. like the night before, um, Everton beat Wolves 2-1. Everton are still up there as well. There's lots of teams. Yeah, it's a lot more compacted. It's a lot more compacted up at the top than you'd think. Like, what uh, I mean, like yeah. our, uh, how you figure over where there's a lot of teams jumping each other. So, like, Man City are there of two games in hand. If they win those two games, they're they're back up by, you know, they're on top by a point, even though they're eighths at the minute. So that's mental. Mm. Yeah, no, at the... At the current score, uh, right now, Manchester City are sitting second on level on points with Leicester. Yeah, and that's um, that's them another game to play because they have so much cup games. 
But yeah, so like Everton's still up there. They mm-hmm. beat Wolves the night before 2-1. And then, as you say, the next day. So there's two teams quite close together. Yeah. And then the next day, you oh, yeah, yeah. Tottenham up the top playing Fulham trying to survive. And Fulham grinded out a draw. It was a 1-1. Fair play to them, like they, uh, yeah. I, Yeah, it was well-deserved as well. Which, you know, you don't normally get to say with Fulham, unfortunately, this season. But no, I think... Uh, I, I genuinely think it's got to the point where people are tr- are not sympathetic, but they're buying into the whole uh, spiel that Scott Parker's like trying to uh, like instill in the club. Yeah. If you know what I mean? It means like get your foundation in the premiership, stay there one, two seasons, try not to get relegated in the second season. Like it looks like Sheffield are going to do now uh, yeah. and have the foundation to build a team that plays attractive football, that attracts good players young players and you know and then work on getting into the thing i think the problem with west ham is like or teams like west ham they're going like okay yeah moving to the big stadium that's that ticked off you know but they don't have any of the infrastructure around it so that's why i think scott parker is a decent manager i don't think he would do very well at west ham but i think at fulham i I would definitely give him at least to the end of the season yeah but i mean then there you go look at the i mean during the week, really, just looking at the results, a lot of low-scoring games. Man City only beat Brighton 1-0, and Arsenal got a 0-0 yeah. against Crystal Palace. That was such a boring game as well. I, I didn't God. I didn't watch Arsenal Palace. Um, I watched I watched it for a few games now yesterday. Uh, I sent you to watch the West Ham game. But, yeah, it was yeah. only really until the weekend that a couple... And the only big-scoring big game was, weirdly enough, fucking West Brom and Wolves. West Brom fighting <laughs> yeah. for their lives. Black country. They went 2-1 down, and then 1-3-2. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was a very entertaining game. I only watched the highlights to be fair, but it seemed very entertaining, like end to end, flat out. Like um yeah. and like with the other games, West Ham beating Burnley, that that was a well earned point. But uh you were texting me, um I was just coming out of the pharmacy and you you were like, Did you see that on goal? And I was like, just as I said that on the Instagram page of West Ham, the highlights went up of Aaron Cresswell's amazing like back heel Rubina almost. What a finish. Uh, did I yeah, I know. Hey, I would be happy with that. Um I would have actually taken the own goal and just gone like, yeah, but did you see that goal? Fucking yeah. amazing. Um but apart from that, I mean like Leicester ran out 2-0 winners at home against Southampton, which you know was a decent result and why they're now you know joint second in the league. Yeah. Um do you reckon Leicester have an outside chance for the, the title this year? Absolutely. At the minute, I don't think we can discredit anybody. Like Man City have had a bad run and are now kind of coming back into it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's still a lot of, you know, like purple patches and bad runs to come for all the teams. So you could see teams mm-hmm. maybe top of the table now, drop the fifth, drop the sixth, and then still be in contention. So yeah, Le- Leicester have got as much of a chance as anybody, to be honest. At present, after watching United uh, and Liverpool today, I would say at present, if Man City get their shit together, because... Never put in the most injured squad ever. And then United are probably due a wee, a wee bad patch because they had the wobble at the start of the year and then have come back in. But yeah, all those teams in the middle, there's, there's still so much to play for. And re- you're still getting really random results. I would have thought that Leeds would have beat Brighton, but Brighton beat them 1-0 yesterday. And then uh, I yeah. thought I knew Chelsea were going to beat Fulham, but I didn't think Fulham were going to get a man set off. And I didn't think it was going to be 1-0. I thought Fulham would have scored at least. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. But no, fair play to Fulham for holding Chelsea off for the majority of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Leeds, 
I like it's just I think it's because we're not used to like the style of Marco Bielsa and stuff like that but I think I would be very frustrated if I was a Leeds fan because if you know what I mean because when it delivers they score three goals and when it doesn't they don't score any yeah yeah I mean like if you look at uh, Leeds is uh, plus minus at the minute 30 goal 30 goal uh, if I could speak 30 goals scored 34 conceded yeah. I mean, like, if you're if you're wanting to compete like that, I, I and I don't think it's necessarily that they're striking or their like attacking options are bad because Patrick Bamford has been playing really well this season and Rodrigo's doing well and that guy was a Jack Harrison who's on loan from Man City, fucking excellent players and at the back they've got your man Cock and the uh, Stuart Dallas and that young French keeper who isn't great but he he looks like he looked like a very young uh, Hugo Lloris or David De Gea almost yeah he's a very skinny lad like he hasn't even filled yeah. out yet, so yeah so I, I genuinely think they have all the components for it there Um, but I don't like I'm not even saying that Bielsa is the issue here I'm just saying that it would probably uh, that would be the issue for me uh, right watching now. The, they haven't said it. I mean it's we we talked about it before as a style of like that South American all out attack thing or the the passionate Latin football. It's grand when you're, say, a Real Madrid, when the good old days when they would score five, but they would still concede three. But you don't, yeah. you don't pay attention to that when you're like, oh, we scored five goals. So yeah. Leeds have to figure that out of how do we score three and not concede any or concede one at most because we're hitting yeah. on the break all the time. Uh, the other thing I want to say to you as well, which I, I mentioned to you off air before we started, was I watched the, I'm actually really enjoying watching West Ham now uh, because... Well, a couple of reasons. Yesterday, actually, I didn't realize who was on the line because obviously we know David Moyes is managing West Ham, but I didn't realize that he has Kevin Nolan and Stuart Pearce on the coaching staff. Camera cut to them a few times. I was like, oh, I didn't know they're on. The, I didn't know they're on the staff. It's uh, it's an all star lineup of the coaching staff. Like, uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, like I, that's another kind of thing that I kind of like, and it was definitely more prevalent in the old West Ham, like having Julian Dix and stuff like that, and who who he's still currently in the coaching squad, but um. The fact that uh, like Julian Dix was there when Slavin Bilic was there, when uh, uh, Pellegrini was there, and now when Moyes is back, which is beautiful to see because they've kept him, and it's it's just nice to have that kind of homey feel. And like as I was saying, it definitely was a lot more back in the days of Upton Park, but now it's it's still nice that it is there, if not as prevalent, but. You know, Evan Nolan was one of those people that came in from Newcastle and you were looking like, yeah, I mean, like he is a good player, but will he fit in the team? And he ended up being like one of my favourite West Ham players of all time. Oh, is that, I mean, he's definitely legendary about the club, but one of the reasons yeah. is why I'm really enjoying West Ham and I don't I don't want you to take this in a bad way. They can, okay. they can do stuff that is absolutely inspirational and then... <laughs> Within the next attack, look like a, a Saturday league team. I don't, I don't know how they do it. It's incredible. Man, it's, it's like somebody flicks a switch. Spice of life. It's like be good. Oh shit. Oh yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Like they just keep you guessing, and that's why I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh, it, they're a pretty good team to support, but uh, um, you know, I'm sure uh, I could say the same thing about United. Oh, at present, uh, yeah, playing, absolutely. Yeah, they, um, they were playing Liverpool today, and um, uh, it was the most entertaining nil-nil I've ever seen in my life. Uh, do you think so? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you for know. Me, for me, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know a secret. I fell asleep for for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what is I I honestly think we have an issue like we're not epileptics or something like that because we yeah. fall asleep in really boring football matches yeah um but no I I, I watched it there um I kind of well to be fair I was cleaning up while I was doing it so I had like one eye on the uh, tv while I trying to clean the room but I mean like there was a couple of nice chances free kicks from was it Bruno Fernandez and Marcus Rashford um that got the pulses racing uh, a yeah. couple of good saves by Allison as well later on in the game. It's mad as and, well because um, at one point the stat was Liverpool had seventeen attempts and three on target. I was like, "What the fuck are they at?" It was it was a mad. Yeah. They were just, I was just shooting from anywhere. There were a couple of shots and it troubled both keepers, but a couple of good saves mm-hmm. pulled out. And, and then I think it was a frustration from both of them because obviously they both set up what appeared to be quite defensively. Obviously for how they were they were playing, as you say, mm-hmm. a nil nil. But there seemed to be a bit of frustration where people were taking shots from thirty five yards just out of. Yeah, because they weren't going any further up. So, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like kind of like playing chess and going like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm getting behind like over his line of pawns, and you're just like, nah, fuck it, and you're just taking out any pawn you can see, and that's what essentially they were doing today. But look, Shaw had an amazing game. Uh, yeah. I definitely think he's a United man of the match. Um, in terms of Liverpool, I think Jurgen Klopp will be very happy that he was able to keep the clean sheet with was well, it Fabinho and Henderson as centre backs. Yeah. He still Which, doesn't have a centre back. I oh man, bit of controversy. Do they get? Do I was going to say one in January. Or do, do, well, I was going to say well, they need one now. But then, do you buy somebody who plays until somebody else comes back, and they, and then what happens? You just have somebody yeah. else. Is he a bench warmer, or you just have somebody else hanging around the club on in hmm. the premise that someone else like it's been on. It has been unprecedented the amount of people they've had injured in the defense for one year. So it's pretty mad. But I mean, like. Even though earlier on today, Sheffield were playing again. So Tottenham went 2-0 up. Sheffield scored again. Uh, or McGoldrick scored a, a lovely header. And I was just like, oh. So Tottenham let them have hope for about a minute and a half and then scored 3-1. So they, they had this... Tottenham had shut the game down at 2-0, Mourinho style. That's that's football mm-hmm. over for the day. But there's no I, left. It doesn't matter. Sheffield managed to get one goal and then Tottenham went back, scored 3-1 and then it was just closed the game again. So it was a it was a weird old day and as we were sitting recording, Man City are currently beating Crystal Palace 3-0. So this is a real statement of intent. I, oh, they, yeah, they they definitely want it because Palace have been hard to beat um, this season, home or away. Um, but when you've got people like John Stone scored twice tonight and he scored once against United, that is, he's already beaten his record. Like he has almost doubled his record goals career-wise in the past couple of games like so um i think i think it's important for people like john stones especially with laporte in the side now that um uh, as an like a homegrown english talent uh phil foden john stones they're proven that they are you know they're punching just at the right correct weight limit if you know what i mean i mean like they're definitely deserving their uh spots in the team so I, I I'd be very very happy if I was like a, a, an England football fan and if I didn't hit them with the passion like I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. What what a what a way what a way to tie up the the weekend's football. Do you know who's a bastard? <laughs> right on to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. We'll move on to the NFL now. Um, well. Uh, so the playoffs have continued. Uh, there's been a, a, a couple of lovely wee games uh, mm-hmm. that we were watching. Which ones did you watch last night? Uh, who was the earlier game? I didn't. I didn't see Bills Ravens. I only saw the highlights of that this morning. And yeah, watched... that that was a great game. That was a great game to watch. To be fair, um, but no, it was the LA Rams uh, against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Um, yes, that was the one I was texting in, you about. Uh, Wisconsin. 
yeah, uh, it was a great game to be fair. Um, uh, but it was always going to be Green Bay, like, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they started off quite well, and then I mean, first the first half as well, they just totally dominated. Uh, mm. Then Rams got a so it was kind of like the game was over. Rams scored, maybe not. Uh, Packers scored again. Game's over. Rams scored again, and I think they got the, the closest they got to it within them was about a score, and then that was uh, they just kind of yeah, then, off and, yeah. They had dropped the gear and that was it. Like yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, yeah. It ended up eighteen thirty-two, and you know when it's like that, you're just like, okay, dishes are done here. You know, there's nothing really they can do. Um, but this, I would say, this is the upset. It's not genuine. I, I I wouldn't say it was an upset in terms of the result, but it was an upset in the terms of how well one defense played against the other. So the Baltimore Ravens uh, went to Buffalo and. Uh, uh, played Buffalo Bills. Baltimore have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, uh, and he is he had a decent game until he had to get uh, replaced because of injury. Um, he, he's a very dynamic forward who like or not forward quarterback who sees uh, uh, a lot of potential in uh, not only throwing but also running the ball to get those first downs and stuff like that and make the difficult plays. Yeah. They scored three points in the game from a field goal, and they missed their first three field goal attempts by hitting the post. I did see that in the in the roundup when I was watching it. Where I mean, look, it looked like a windy bastard over there because they had the flags up on top of the things. But yeah, they just kept hitting the post. Man, that, it, it, it just defied logic how many attempts they had and how many times it hit the exact same position in the post. You're just like. How unlucky can one fucking team be? But yeah. to be fair, the Buffalo Bills came alive in the uh, third quarter, uh, scoring, you know, two touchdowns. And look, you know, going in halftime 3-3 to win 17-3, I mean, like, that is a very decent second half, the second and two quarters um, for the Buffalo Bills. So I still stick with it there. Um, they're going to be the team to beat, I think. If you, uh, want a, if you want a good laugh from, and remember this from when I lived in Toronto, so... If you live in Canada, or if you live in the in the state of Ontario, or the province of Ontario, sorry, or you live in the city of Toronto, the closest NFL team that you can go see are in Buffalo, New York, because you can drive down Buffalo's way across the border from Canada to America. So a lot of Canadians support the Buffalo Bills because it's the only place you can actually drive to go watch a game. They have the CFL, but it's bullshit. So people watch the NFL. Oh, so yeah. I was chatting to a mate of mine who is in Toronto, and he was like, mm-hmm. everyone's very excited because the Buffalo Bills haven't been this far in about 25 years. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, yeah. So they're yeah, very they excited. Been They've been awful since OJ Simpson retired. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Check out our check out our episode on OJ Simpson to find out why. Do it. Uh, uh, oh shit! Uh, Kansas City just scored there. Um, so at the minute, as we're recording, the um, Cleveland Browns are playing the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. It's currently thirteen to three. Because uh, second quarter, yeah. Uh, yeah, just in the second quarter now, but it, it definitely looks like uh, Cleveland Browns are going to be going out. Uh, the fairy tale has ended after beating Pittsburgh, who were so good the whole season. But uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City and Ryan Kelsey are just so good like this season. It's they're going to. It's it's probably between them and whoever wins between Tampa Bay and New Orleans tonight, which is the last game that uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, 
because it hasn't started, but it's the Mercedes, it's in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, uh, a, a stadium I've been to, uh, and it is a very, very nice stadium, um, which uh, I don't know how it'll affect it with nobody in there. But um, as we were saying, just in the build-up, it's uh, Tom Brady against Drew Brees. Uh, it'll be a very interesting, you know, as we said, death match between the two because it looks like whoever loses, uh, this could be their last season playing professional American football. Yeah, well, they have. Um, I was gonna say the Chiefs. Did the Chiefs win it last year? Was that there was Super Bowl? The, Chief, the Chiefs won it. Yeah, so they're, they're they back won this year Bowl. for more. Then so that's we're probably about the same team. Uh, Browns mm-hmm. winner of that. Yeah, I'm actually just looking at the the conference championships. So the the next rounds will be decided tonight because the Packers are the only yeah. team yet. So and uh, yeah, the Packers and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorry, I might have updated. Yeah, yeah, so the Bills will be they'll probably be in the other side of the draw. Then will they? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So that, uh, they'll be the two AFC, and then the NFC uh, are the Browns, uh, whoever wins between the Browns and the Chiefs and the uh, Bucks and the Saints. What about, we'll, we'll put the money where the mouth is. What do you think, Buccaneers or Saints tonight? Uh, for me personally, uh, Buccaneers. Okay, there you go. So we'll, yeah, this will be, we'll, this be us in the future, and we, we won't know, but we'll talk about it next week. So. That's yeah, it. so B- Buccaneers for me, just because they have so many outlets in terms of uh, Gronkowski, um, uh, Antonio Brown, um, oh, who's your other guy? Uh, uh, Alex, Al- is it Alex Edmond or is he still at New York? I can't remember. Uh, but they have like another wide receiver who is, uh, yeah, he gets the job done. So because they have a lot of different attacking options, they don't always have to go uh, for ground game or don't have to rely on Tom Brady but when they do have to it's Tom Brady so you don't really have to worry about it too much yeah so yeah that's that's why I'm going Tampa Bay like although uh, New Orleans probably have the best defense in the league this year um I I did say that about she- or not Sheffield uh, uh Pittsburgh as well and uh, look how that happens so yeah it's one Dude, of those things I, I'll just say Tampa Bay win the whole thing Fuck it. yeah I was gonna say, let's just say this before we go into story time. You and I mm-hmm. are the kiss of death. I refuse to oh, say. Oh yeah, very much so. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not nailing my colors to any mask because we are just awful. <laughs> if uh, if any of your teams, uh, if anyone listening here, uh, if any of your teams are playing some type of final and you want them to win, uh, pay us to say that they will lose on entry time podcast. Then you'll win. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> That's for that. That works. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, should we move on to uh, story time? Yeah, we'll do story time. But is there anything else coming up? Because I, I, I can only think of the only sport I can think of at present that's happening is football and American football. So that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, nice. but sure, we'll, cover, we'll cover that uh, in the outro with my questions. Oh, nice one. Is it, is it, isn't it my questions? No, you ask me questions. Yeah, I'm asking you questions today. Yeah, so therefore they're my questions. Ah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I speak English as a third language. I apologize. All right. So, <laughs> right. Let's get ourselves into story time then. I'm looking forward to this one let's... because finally something I know about. So, uh, so story time is one of those nice heartwarming moments in life where you just realize, look, everything's going to be okay. Uh, I'm absolutely lying. This is the story of Aaron Hernandez today. And this is actually something you know about, Darren, which is going to be quite fun. I have watched a Netflix documentary. <laughs> so I think you'll find that I'm an expert. Um, 
um but yeah no this is the first one that you like know a lot of the details of so like I have to bring my A game here today because yep. for all you know I was bullshitting the last like fucking 10 different story times just going like uh, uh yeah Babe Ruth was a magician and <laughs> he was born in Mexico in 1979 um but no uh, this one is a very interesting story about a, uh, an American footballer uh, who played tight end for the New England Patriots, uh, who was a bit of a bad boy. And uh, allegedly, I have to say allegedly, because Li- he was never convicted um, yeah. of, of killing several people in different instances um, throughout his life. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he was, uh, he was drafted the same year in 2010 to the New England Patriots with uh, Rob Gronkowski, who is uh, obviously uh, very important in uh, um, uh, still for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but definitely for um, the New England Patriots. He was drafted from the University of Florida, which um, in itself is very contentious because as being born in Bristol, Connecticut, like... Uh, uh, the I'm not sure what which uh, college it was, but uh, the like normally uh, Bristol Central High School. Sorry, he was supposed to be going to college in Connecticut as well, uh, but he ended up going to the Gators, uh, the same as Tim Tebow, Rob Gronkowski, and they ended up getting drafted in the same era. So um, you know it was uh, it was definitely a turn up for the books when he decided, look, I'm not going to stay in my home state of uh, Connecticut. I'm going to go down to Florida and uh, yeah, hopefully win something with the Floridian uh, uh, college team, but then also go on and be highly drafted into the, uh, the NFL, which uh, technically it happened, but uh, um, yes, uh, he only had two seasons in the NH- or NHL, NFL uh, because he uh, ended up committing suicide in prison. Uh, while awaiting trial for uh, being on a murder charge. Yeah, so the allegation was, was it two guys after a nightclub or something? Two guys were found shot uh, there? There was an altercation between Aaron Hernandez and two other men after their meeting in a uh, nightclub in Connecticut. But this was, um, uh, allegedly, it was uh, the defense of Hernandez said that it was over spilled drink. Yeah. And look, me and you, we've both worked in bars and stuff like that in Belfast, which is notoriously um, quite a violent city. Nobody has ever shot two people because they spilled like half a baby Guinness over them. Yeah, pretty much. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean that- like you buy the guy the drink that you spilt and you go like, sorry, mate. <laughs> that's all you do. You yeah. don't go around fucking shooting cunts like yeah, the man one uh, I just sort of checked out as well was um you saying like he comes from Connecticut. He was only twenty seven when he was when he was killed. Now, as soon as he was arrested, basically once that happened, his career was over because he was immediately released. I'm sure they have something in their yeah. in their contracts that if you're arrested for you know a violent crime or anything that's going to bring yeah. the the uh, the organization into disrepute, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You'll have signed that yeah, in your contract. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, he 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 played in a Super Bowl. That's mental. Yeah, yeah isn't it? It's yeah. crazy. Um, I've got I've got the rundown of uh, how this happened uh, and everything. Uh, so dates, times, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to go through from 2007 when he was in college in Florida yeah. all the way up to his death uh, in uh, 2017. Uh, and yeah, just thinking of it, age 27, the same age as I am right now. 
same age as Kurt Cobain when he died, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, Shannon Joplin, and the rest of the 27 Club. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't know how his application is going to join the 27 Club, but I don't think he's going to be accepted. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll just get into it with the timeline of what happened. So on this September the 30th, uh, 2007, two men were shot in Gainesville, Florida, uh, and four uh, Florida State uh, University players are questioned, including the freshman at that time, the tight end, Aaron Hernandez, but he was never charged. But he also remained a person of interest until March 2017, when the Gainesville Police Department closed the case after a witness who identified him uh, redacted their statement. Oh, okay. Well, they found that he so was fucking. They found that he was accused of killing people, and we're like, maybe I won't go on and be like, I was him in a court. So it's like, what have I done? Um, but like, yeah. literally, the month the month after they, because uh, they took they took it back um, uh, in March two thousand seventeen. April two thousand seventeen is when he takes his own life. So yeah. it's very strange the timeline of this, um, and I don't necessarily know or if there's any information that says that these two things are uh, linked in any single way. Um, but if we flash forward to July 16th, 2012, Daniel De Arbor and Safro for uh, uh, it's, it's going back to pronouncing words I don't know. This is like European <laughs> football all over again. Um, for uh, Safrio Furtado, there we go. Um, <laughs> they were killed in a drive-by shooting. South, south side of Boston. Yeah. Uh, police initially had no suspects whatsoever, um, but the Boston, Reglo uh, Boston Globe reported on the incident, which at the time had no immediate connection to Aaron Hernandez. Uh, but flash forward to uh, August 27th, uh, Hernandez, being a rising star with the New England Patriots, signs a $41 million contract, the second largest ever for a tight end. Uh, and he donates $50,000 to charity, uh, touching the heart of the team's owner, uh, Robert Kraft, at the time. Uh, but you can definitely see um, later on that he uh, he does not mince his words about Aaron Hernandez. Um, in August, uh, no, sorry, moving on to February 13th, 2013, Alex Bradley is found shot in Riviera Beach, Florida, hours after spending an evening with uh, Hernandez at a Miami strip club. Okay. And man, I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but a lot of the people that Aaron Hernandez was hanging about with mysteriously end up dead after they hang out with him. So I definitely think it's it's one of those things where you're just going to go like, uh, hey, you know, what's happening here? Um, and then June 17th of 2013, the body of Odin Lloyd, a semi-pro footballer, uh, is found in an industrial park in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, near Hernandez's home um, and then so when that happens the police eventually get a search warrant for Hernandez's house uh, so yes they gain the uh, search warrant for Hernandez's home and then in the 21st of June that year a video surfaces placing Aaron Hernandez and Odin Lloyd together on the night of the murder and Hernandez's trips to the lawyers to his lawyers and a gas station are tracked by media helicopters after the that fact came out to the press um, a civil suit is then filed against Hernandez by Alexander Bradley uh, for shooting him in Florida in February <laughs> I mean, like most of this is just so mind boggling that this is actually happening to a professional uh, American football player who has a $41 million contract. 
that yeah. he is getting he's getting into this kind of shit. Um, but yes, uh, Hernandez's home is searched again. This time with dogs assisting for the search for four hours by investigators. Um, Hernandez was then arrested at his North Attleboro home and charged with the murder of Odin Lloyd. And the Patriots pay his bail to release him. Oh, okay. So the organization itself. So I don't know if that was anything to do with, uh, like, he is our responsibility, therefore we're going to pay the bail, or if that's just something that Robert Kraft decided that he was going to do out of his own pocket. Um, but then investigators first suggest that Hernandez might be connected to the 2012 double murder in Boston that happened in the South Side. Um, police recover a silver Chrysler. They believe Hernandez, Lloyd, and two other men were in the night that Lloyd, uh, that Odin Lloyd died. And Gainesville police release the 51-page report of the 2007 double shooting when he was in uh, college in Florida, um, uh, which uh, obviously links Hernandez with the crime of two other two other people getting shot yeah. um, and saying uh, it may have been sparked uh, about a piece of jewelry that was stolen. It was a golden necklace that was stolen. And uh, uh, between that and the four other, or the, sorry, the three other uh, football players for Florida, um, apparently somebody shot uh, the two men who were in the, in the car who allegedly had stolen the, the uh, gold necklace, but in July, uh, July 9th, 2013, text messages between Hernandez and Lloyd on the night of the murder surfaced in documents unsealed by law enforcement and a grand jury in Suffolk County, Massachusetts begins hearing on the double murder of 2012. Um, surveillance from the homes uh, of Hernandez was made public for the first time, appearing uh, appears to show him holding a gun um, police drivers search the lake in Bristol, Connecticut um, for the murder weapon in the Lloyd slang, but find nothing. Police in Springfield, Massachusetts, find the gun used in the 2012 double murder in Boston in the south side. 2000, yeah, August 22nd, 2013, a grand jury in Boston, uh, Bristol County, Massachusetts, indicts uh, Hernandez in the murder of Lloyd. Um, uh, they find the gun and uh, the NFL uh, Players Association files a grievance against the Patriots in the attempt to get back bonus money they had paid to Hernandez during his time um, with the Patriots, the short two years that he had. Um, and Hernandez pleads not guilty for the Odin Lloyd murder in, uh, indictment. But like when you, when you look at it, I mean, like, I feel sorry for uh, um, Hernandez's lawyers having to go like, okay, number one, did you do it? And number two, if you did, can you please stop killing people? Because we really need to defend you. And yeah. it's very difficult for us to defend you when you go around and shoot two people at a time every single time you do it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it no, must just be, must be mental for him. Like, yeah. Now, if we can bring in some of the stuff that I know from watching the old documentary, there was a mm -hmm. couple of things about Hernandez that even came out after his after his death. Obviously, when he was waiting on his trial. Number one, um, the, the whole thing about his sexuality and his paranoia, oh, yes. and also something that affects a lot of football players after they've retired is uh, CTE. Yeah, the concussions. Your uh, uh, chronic uh, the, traumatic encephalopathy. I should have should have practiced that one, but yeah, there was a whole <laughs> other story. It wasn't. It, it was so weird as well because he was uh, apparently he was a paranoid wreck when he was at the uh, the Patriots as well. We mm -hmm. talked earlier on about Bill Belichick where. There's a story in it about um, basically Hernandez went to the coach saying that he feared for his family's safety. So it was 
mental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, com- completely crazy. And it almost, it, it kind of has some, uh, like, there, it almost feels like, do you remember the whole Chris Benoit story? Another person that we're probably going to cover uh, on the podcast. But the, the, the similarities in that, like uh, American football, a lot of head on head contact with your head in a, and uh, you know the helmets that end up essentially scrambling your brain um, yeah. as it's been seen uh, and the amount of chair shots that Chris Benoit took to the head it, it, it's just it's mental like um, like how many similarities there are between the two stories and and then the final outcome of what actually happened and all together something like just under 10 people died yeah. in those two cases which is absolutely amazing uh, in a bad way, of course. <laughs> so uh, moving on to January 16th in 2014, uh, the Boston police documents uh, connect Hernandez to uh, uh, the 2012 double murders for the first time where, yes, he has been uh, accused of committing them, uh, but this uh, was the first time that they were able to get any concrete evidence of that fact. And in April of that year, uh, charges against uh, Carlos Ortiz and Ernest Wallace in the Odin Lloyd's death uh, are upgraded to murder. So not only were they uh, the other two people who were in the car with um, Hernandez at the time, uh, they have now gone from, you know, an accessory to, yeah, murder as well. So I think they had a part in his death. And um, he was then uh, found guilty and I'm just trying to see how many counts he was actually found guilty on. Um, double murder, wrongful suit. Yeah, no, no, they found him guilty of Odin Lloyd's murder. Uh, and then obviously um, uh, the sentence wasn't passed fully um, by the time that, because obviously when you're found guilty for something like that, there's also going to be uh, people, uh, definitely your lawyer, you know, putting in, uh, what's the word for it? Like a... Uh, compl- not a complaint. Uh, what, what's that fucking word? Is it a, is it a deposition? Is that what that is? No, no, it's else? like um, uh, like an inquiry kind of thing. Man, I, I, oh, my, uh, do I have a concussion that I can't remember words or <laughs> no or fine? I can't, I can't find my vape, and I'm getting really agitated by that fact. Um, uh, but no, uh, an appeal. I remembered oh, I, it. Dude, I thought I thought it was a way harder word than appeal, but okay. <laughs> I was like, this must be some sort of Latin law term. Oh, Jordan's like, appeal. The word is appeal. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so Hernandez lawyers appealed yes, after a sentence. Uh, uh, appealed, and at that time, uh, uh, there was a couple more instances of violence in um, Aaron Hernandez uh, in terms of him fighting with different people in the prison, which, hey, you know, if you want to come across as innocent, don't be fighting people in prison either. Um, Shania Jackson, Hernandez's fiance, uh, repeatedly seeks immunity from prosecution in exchange for testimony against Hernandez. So this is looking like, okay, we, we've we got him hook, line, and sinker here. Uh, if we give the, uh, his fiance, you know, immunity from everything, we're going to get like the full like details and stuff like that, all the salacious stuff. And um, yeah, in, t- in 2017, uh the attorney representing Aaron Hernandez in the civil court says that former Patriots tight end who three years ago uh, 
uh, prior signed a lucrative $41 million deal with the NFL has now officially ran out of money, which, you know, would be awful. It would be an awful thing if it turns out he wasn't a uh, absolutely horrific murderer. But yeah. it was mental. Jose Baez, the noted uh, Florida attorney who defended Casey Anthony in 2011, is retained to uh, serve as lead counselor for Hernandez during the former NFL stars double homicide trial. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, that's what you kind of want. Yeah. Someone who has a track record of getting someone who is clearly <laughs> guilty off a serious murder charge. So that's definitely what you want. Um, Hernandez is then identified as the trigger man in the 2012 shootings of Safario Furtado and Daniela Brewer. Um, but then Hernandez was not found guilty in his double mur murder trial of the Suffolk County, um, uh, the one in Massachusetts. And Hernandez has pled not guilty to killing uh, the two people in Florida either uh, in a drive-by, or sorry, the two people in the south of Boston in 2012 and that was April 14th when that hearing was done and April 19th uh, Hernandez was found hanging by his bed sheet in a cell wall uh, in the correctional facility just after 3 a.m. Um, he was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead at 407 so with that all happening right now um, Aaron Hernandez uh, his lawyers uh, questioned whether it was suicide or not just because he, ha he had gotten into a number of different uh, altercations with people who he was imprisoned with. Uh, but on April 20th, the um, death was officially ruled a suicide after the discovery of several different suicide notes that he had left. Uh, so yeah, not, not a really uplifting story, but hey, it's, it's definitely a it's definitely one for the books. Like, and as you were saying, Darren, there's... Um, a lot of different, uh, like Hernandez's brain was then uh, identified to have stage three CTE. Yeah. Uh, once one step short of the most severe level there is. Yeah, very much. So, yeah, there there are four stages of it. So it's like the um, whenever they, they do that thing where they, they cut your brain open and they, they look at like your normal like brain, a biopsy, basically CT. Yeah. yeah, it's basically CTE. Your brain has shrank because it's a fucking walnut now because you've been yeah getting smashed in the head for so long. So. They figured this was something that they were thinking maybe that it could be defended kind of post posthumously. Is it the one after you've passed away? But yeah. yeah, but there was all sorts of Hernandez's life story was very complicated as well. There was the whole thing about, I mean, because all that's trauma is associated with kind of paranoia and stuff. And there was talk about him when he was a patriot about he smoked a lot of marijuana, took a lot of cocaine. Um, there were uh, questions about his sexuality. One of the things that he was, he hired one of his friends to be his 24 hour bodyguard because he was paranoid. So was he paranoid because of what happened to him or was he paranoid because of what he had done and he knew himself? So this was, this was all questions. And what is he, you know, uh, is he a paranoid wreck because his heads, his brains are scrambled or is he paranoid because he had done so much stuff in the past and was afraid someone was going to find out about him. Like he wasn't driving cars that didn't have tinted windows. He had cars, um, secret compartments put in his cars where he could store weapons. He had weapons in the house. He had weapons by his bed. It was all very, very, very fucked up. Um, then the, the documentary they made about him, Netflix, mm -hmm. like a former high school friend came out and said that they had a sexual relationship. So he was, we didn't know if he was bi or if he was gay. And then they were saying there was all sorts of allegations about that when he was a Patriot as well, about different players saying 
uh, you know, Aaron's a bit strange. He, you know, he walk around naked and he'll try and talk to you about this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it yeah. was a, it's a very interesting case as well. Now, um, all the stuff he was accused of was pretty fucking terrible, but it didn't yeah. seem like he had a very easy life either. Oh, definitely not. No, his his father seemed like abusive in the documentary, didn't he? Yeah, yeah like uh, which you know, uh, it's it's no real excuse. There's loads of people with like um really shitty dads who turn out not to be like serial killers. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it mustn't have been easy growing up with that kind of thing because he was extremely homophobic as well, wasn't he? So that's probably if the whole uh, kind of angle of him being a homosexual uh, in the closet, kind of like repressing that, that that definitely kind of like checks out uh, yeah. for, you know, motive to do that. Actually, there's there's a thing. So if you do want to check it out later on, do check out the uh, the Netflix documentary if you've enjoyed Jordan's little story time, because I, I did enjoy it, actually. So whenever you said, we're doing Aaron Hernandez, it's like, thank fuck, something I know about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was very good. Anything else to add first before we finish story time? Because I got some questions for you, boy. I, I, ha- I haven't got any like kind of nice kind of fluffy kind of you know uh oh this is a funny thing that he did um like kind of like we had for uh um actually no we haven't had any have we um every no single, no like, but hang on hang on Babe Ruth getting caught doing 26 miles an hour was pretty funny that so. was kind of funny but then his wife dying under mysterious circumstances kind of took took it back down again yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, well, we'll try and get a story time where something nice happens. Yeah, no, I was going to say we need to do like Eddie the Eagle or something like that, where it's just a heartwarming story the whole way through and stop doing just constant murder people. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yes, that was story time. Let's get into these questions. So it is back to question time. It is my chance to ask Jordan questions because I only got one out of three last week and it was. I was not happy about that because I like absolutely pulled it out of the bag. And the, was it the, the last week of the year? I was like, yes, this is going well. Yeah. And then you, restarted. Yeah, and, really well. yeah. And then completely shit the bed one out of three last week. <laughs> I was more annoyed as well. Now, one of them I definitely didn't know, but the other one, I then I was like, I knew that. I fucking knew that. Yeah. And I was like, how did you get the last one? Yeah. Like that, you pulled that one out of the bag. I was like, no, yeah. he won't know. He won't know this at all. Like, that was horrible. But because I'm absolutely sound as well, this week I've got your three questions. Two of them I've made multiple choice because fuck it. You might as well have a guess if you don't know. Okay. Tasty. All right. First one's not a multiple choice though. So you're ready for your questions? Ready. Okay, here we go. Play along at home, folks. I'll, I'll leave a dramatic pause so you can have a wee guess yourself or hit pause yourself while you <laughs> while you Google it in the sheet. Okay. Yeah. If no. you're driving, pause while you Google, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jordan. Question one. Yes. Which Premier League team, in the name of their home ground, have the letter X? Molyneux. Wolves. I'm sorry, I have to accept your first answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I'll give it to you. That was very good. Yeah. <laughs> I, like yeah. the, I like the way you vocalized your thoughts there. Molyneux. Wolves. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the only the only team to have a, an X in the title. Oh, is you, so Wolves, there you go. All right, here that. we go. I of, I, no, 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 no. You are lying. How about what? Oh, am I? How about I? Yeah. Amex Stadium. Who's that? Brighton. Oh, fucking Brighton. Is that? Uh no. Hang on. It's not Amex. It's definitely. Surely it's. Full. No, it's the Amex. The American Express. Is that its full title? I thought because I knew like American Express, so they're um. Yeah, their main sponsors. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get the I'll get the name of. Like, this isn't a big deal because I got the point, but I'm still going like, 
Uh, American Express Stadium, yeah. The Amer- ah, but the you Amex- can't call- ah, hang on. Amex is a slang term for American Express. You can't be calling it that. That's okay. And well, also- if it's the American Express, then it still has an X. An X in American Express. Oh, you are correct. Sorry. I thought you meant well, not because I'm just, yeah, this, see, this is what I thought because I thought that Brighton was called the Farmer Stadium, but it is, but known for sponsorship purposes as the American Express. Yeah. There you go. Just two of them. So, uh, Oh well, actually, that means my that means my question's null and void, so you don't get any points. No points. Um, yeah, give me another one. I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, I never thought because the New American Express were their thing, but I was like, no, it's farm farmer stadium. Anyway, uh, okay. So next question. These are these are your two multiple choice. So okay, uh, which of these three teams has the most Super Bowl wins? The Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, or the Miami Dolphins? Oh, that is a great question. Do you need the teams again? Uh, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, and Miami Dolphins. Yeah, who's got the most Super Bowl wins? Can I eliminate one? What? No, just guess. <laughs> uh, Denver Broncos. Sorry, that's incorrect. The New York Giants have four. I knew, I knew it wasn't the Dolphins. I knew it wasn't the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins so only like... have two. Uh, Denver yeah. Broncos have three, and the New York Giants have four. So fucking bastards! <laughs> I knew uh, I knew you'd love that question as well because it was NFL, so that was good. That was a fucking great question to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. Right. Yeah. Okay. You ready for your third question? This is this might probably this will probably have to be a guess. It's a hurling question. Okay. No, no, no. I fucking know hurling. <laughs> okay. No problem. So Leitrim Hurler Bonner Olansig is originally from which country? A, Iraq, B, Syria, or C, Afghanistan. What's his name? Bonner Olansig. That's his Irish name. Uh, Yeah, Uh, complete guess. I'm going to go Afghanistan. Incorrect. He's actually from Iraq. (laughs) I thought you were going to say uh, incorrect. He's actually from Cork. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the Tanto Halpin you're thinking of, the guy... (laughs) Did you call him Satanto Jalapeno? No, Satanto Jalapeno is his name. <laughs> oh, you you haven't heard of these guys? I'll uh, I'll send you links to these guys. Very famous hurlers. <laughs> You're really laughing about that, aren't you? Oh, that was a take my glasses off laugh. That's it's not his real name. Uh, anyway, yeah, I know, but I'm just imagining it if it was. Yeah. Yeah, no. no, I did shite today, but at least I'm happy about the Amex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should probably, well, we'll give you an extra point because you actually corrected my fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm all right. We'll, we'll, we'll play fair. Um, look at, looking forward to this week. Uh, is there any games that you're looking forward to? Or it's all pretty much run-of-the-mill West Ham playing West Brom on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'll bring up my, uh, my fixtures. But yeah, I didn't see any, there's no massive sort of jump-out games this week, is there? No, not really. There's um on Wednesday. I mean, like Villa against Man City could have something. Fulham are at home against West or against United. Uh, Liverpool are at Burnley on, pardon me, Thursday. Um, FA Cup. Truly are playing Wolves. Actually, there's uh, one on for you. Friday. I was going to say Tuesday night, Leicester and Chelsea. That could be a game. Ooh. Yeah, oh, no, that will be a game. That'll yeah. be very decent. Um, and then uh. There's a bunch of FA Cup games on this weekend. So, yeah, take or leave them. 
Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, when we're back uh, next week, we'll uh, we'll do the rundown of the FA Cup. But yeah, that's the same thing where the cup competitions interrupt. Very exciting times in the league. But no, today was, uh, I mean, it turns out Man City ended up beating Crystal Palace 4-0. So Jesus, that is a statement of intent after the nil-nil between the top two. That's how it's done. Uh, yeah, no, see, um, pick of the week, probably Leicester-Chelsea for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely Leicester-Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, uh, thanks for listening to uh, Injury Time. Uh, we're going to go watch the rest of the Kansas City game. Yeah, I'll go see go see what happens, see if um, the Browns can... Well, I don't think they'll pull it out of the bag, but if they could score a couple of touchdowns just to make it a wee bit more interesting, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll see. Very doubtful, but we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, I've been Jordan Robinson. I've been Darren Matthews. Keep listening to the podcast. Like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends about us. If you're in the, into sport, uh, get in touch. What should we be covering? What should we be talking about? Uh, any of the points we made in any of the games. If you disagree with any of our... Uh, um, any of our predictions you're probably right because our predictions have been terrible so get in touch yes, but any of our opinions you can go fuck yourself because there are opinions <laughs> and nobody's going to take us nobody's going to take my opinions away from me uh see you guys next week <laughs> see you guys next week i've been darn Matthews. bye bye <laughs>